Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next edition of the Carrots and Cake podcast. I have a special guest here today. I have a local friend and mom and a fitness business owner, um, Carrie Manti. She is the mom of three boys. Um, She's a certified strength and conditioning specialist, a strong first kettlebell and body weight instructor, as well as a fat loss coach who helps busy women reach their goals without losing their minds. She's been in the fitness industry for 20 years. I've actually heard about her (laughs) through the grapevine, even before I met her through a mastermind that we're in together. Um, And she has a passion for helping women ditch the all or nothing mindset, fall in love with strength training and just start. So clearly the two of us have a lot in common. So welcome, Carrie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Like you, I knew you long before we met in person. So it's been so nice to actually meet and get to know each other a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, I know. This is great. We actually went out for coffee and finally actually met each other in person. So that was fun. Yeah, just talking business and mom life and all the things. Um, But yeah, do you want to share a little bit more about you, you know, your history, kind of what got you to this point? Sure. So like you had mentioned, I am a strength, nutrition, and health mindset coach, and I help women reach their goals without losing their minds. Um, I have been in the fitness industry since I started undergrad, which was, I just did the math, 26 years ago. Um, So I've basically grown up in this industry, and um, I went to undergrad for exercise phys, and then I went to graduate school for strength and conditioning. And um, basically over the course of my career, I have just worked with a bunch of different people. Since I've become a mom, I've really um, focused on working with just busy women, whether you're a mom or not, who don't have the time or necessarily the desire to spend a ton of time working out, but value movement. Um, and my goal is really to just give strategy, strategies and solutions to simplify the fitness and nutrition process for people. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. I agree with that. And I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be complicated. There's like so many ways to make it simple. And yeah, some of us just don't want to spend like hours and hours in the gym no, <laughs> or the I, kitchen or whatever yeah. it is. Nope. Um, so how have your views on fitness and nutrition changed since becoming a mom? Because I know um, I've seen photos of you doing, you know, the, the physique competitions and things okay. like that. So I would love to know just how that like transition has changed over the years. Yes. So like I said, I went to um, undergrad and graduate school. And when I came out, it was really, I was a strength and conditioning coach. So I I worked for Mike Boyle. I worked for, um, I interned at a bunch of colleges and that was really my background in as uh, an intern and a student, I spent a lot of time going through the workouts we would write up for our teams. Um, and they were, you know, hour and a half, two hours long. And at the time it was great because I, I had the time and I enjoyed going through, you know, the workouts and learning and everything was laid out perfectly. And, um, and then, you know, I got pregnant with twins and the thought 
of taking two infants or even two one-year-olds, two-year-olds, you know, packing them up and getting to a gym was just long gone, um, as was my desire <laughs> to spend, you know, any really amount of time working out. Um, but because I had twins and, you know, I am somebody who values movement, I, I did start to do just some things at home. Um, I nursed the two of them and the, in I remember just my upper back hurting so much from just sitting in the crack of my love seat for hours on end. And I would put them down for their morning nap. And I, I remember like vividly, I had this red band and I would just do rows right after I put them down for nap. So nothing else got in the way. Um, and that was kind of the start of it. it was just to like feel a little bit better. And then slowly I was like, all right, I'm just going to do like a set of squats and a set of pushups. And before you know it, I was doing, you know, quick, 20 to 30 minute workouts, kind of using my knowledge in terms of how to build, uh, you know, a, a good program, um, but <laughs> skipping a lot of the things, right? I would just kind of like go down, still be barefoot. And I would just, just hashtag, just start. Um, and that's, you know, since I became a mom, you know, I have really done more home workouts, very efficient, um, kind of doing things that are going to give me the most bang for my buck in terms of time and also not crushing me. You know, there's no way I could do an hour and a half to two hour workout and then still have the energy to kind of like chase my kids around and do my work and things like that. So, um, it's definitely, you know, it's definitely changed a ton, I think for the better. Um, but yeah, what I was doing when I started in this fitness industry versus what I'm doing now is completely different. Yes, 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 yes. And I, yeah, I a hundred percent agree with you that you don't need to spend hours and hours and just being more intentional about your movement. Um, you can get, you know, a lot done in a short amount of time and it's a lot more effective because you know, you're not stressing out your body and then you're a lot happier because you can do other things with your time, like be with your kids or, right. or whatever you want to do. But I will um, say, I will say that I don't think I would agree with that had I not have firsthand experience that, oh yes. And it was kind of by necessity because I was the person who was like, I got to get to the gym. I got to sweat for my t-shirt. I need to be there for at least 45 minutes or it doesn't count or I'm just not going. Mm -hmm. um, and I feel like unless I, you know, in, unless I was put in this position, you know, <laughs> and I saw it for myself, I honestly, I don't think that I would believe it. So a lot of my clients, I, I'm like, I know it's so counterintuitive to think that you can get better results with, you know, less time and less restriction, but it's true. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it is funny. Um, you know, I, I feel like I've proven it to myself just over the years and hopefully tried to share that so that people have, because it's scary to change the way you're doing things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I've a hundred percent been there too. I mean, just with, I, I was that person, you know, I needed to get to the gym, you know, like five days a week for an hour, I needed to sweat. Yeah. Um, and it, it took same thing. I, I kind of <laughs> went through kind of like a health crisis because I was going through like a really stressful time in my life and then adding in really high intensity exercise. And that whole idea of, you know, doing less exercise, resting more, eating more food um, was very counterintuitive and very scary. Um, right. And just like you said, you have to just like prove it to yourself. You have to learn how to trust your body. And yeah, I wouldn't have believed it until I was forced into that situation because and it's nice because same thing. Like, I feel like we both had our own health issues that have caused us to have to change. And mm -hmm. when I was trying to get pregnant, um, we went through five rounds of IUIs, you know, just unexplained infertility, 
the whole deal, I mean, years, I, I had PCOS, but um, they still said that that, you know, wasn't the issue. And I honestly think, I remember I saw a naturopathic physician along with like every other person under the sun before I went to, um, to do IVF. And she was the first one that was like, you need to stop. And I was, you know, I, I worked out at a gym. I was a group exercise instructor. I took spin. I loved it. Took, you know, taught classes, loved boot camps. You know, it was healthy, right? And she was the first one that I was like, yeah, too much. You know, it's stressful. And it was really the first time I was almost, I, I had to be told, like, you need to stop doing this. And I'll never forget it because it was like November. And she was like, you can walk your dog, you can do some strength training, do Pilates, but no more spin, no more, you know, cardio, no more running. And I, it was like the first time in years that I actually, I was like, oh, wow, this can work, you know, just taking my exercise down. I wasn't as hungry. My cravings went away. I mean, it wasn't overnight, but, um, but I do think I needed somebody to, to tell me or else I probably wouldn't have listened. But, um, so that was, that was super helpful to have somebody be like, listen, <laughs> stop right now. It's not, you know, exercise can be very good, but too much, especially when you're under other stressors, just, mm -hmm. it's not enough. And, you know, now being mid forties, you know, you just can't do what we used, <laughs> what we used to be able to do. No, no, no. I say that all the time to my clients. I'm like, what you did in your twenties doesn't really work in your forties. <laughs> like nope. that's the thing you got it. You got to adjust. And I mean, yeah, in your twenties, you could run five miles and then go to a CrossFit class and you'd probably be fine. But you know, in your forties, you gotta like take it down a notch a little bit just to get, you know, different results or. Yes. You know. And I think that a lot of women, when they are trying to get fit or lose weight or whatever, do the complete opposite. And it's like pouring gasoline on fire. It's like, I'm going to do more. I'm going to do, I'm going to take more classes, more Pelotons, more this and that. And it's like, oh, well, you know, that might not be the best um, approach. Mm -hmm. And that whole idea is just, it's hard to wrap your brain around because we have yep. been programmed forever and ever to do more, um, to exercise more, to eat less. And yeah, there gets to a point where it just doesn't work and your body is like, nope, can't keep doing that anymore. Um, and it really is about finding something that works for you, but probably doing something like a little bit different and it's hard, it's uncomfortable. Um, and that's, that's what I think trips women up so much because it that, that feeling, it's so uncomfortable. It's not your norm. It's so different than what you've experienced. Yeah. And I remember being like, well, this is my, this is how I, this is stress management. And I, you know, I need to do it for my mental health. And part of that, I think for me anyway, was like a complete lie because I was just afraid of what would happen if I stopped exercising that much, but it felt better for me to be like, no, it's like stress reducing. So now I always say to clients who say that to me, like you really should find another way to manage your stress that has nothing to do with high intensity exercise because you know there's probably going to come a time where you're not going to be able to do it so we need to have more tools in our toolbox in order to kind of release that that stress um and you know just to dig a little bit deeper because i know for a lot of people it's just fear-based like I, it's control. Like I have to do this. I can't let go of it. I've been doing this. I've been waking up at five o'clock forever, five days a week to get my workout in and I can't not sweat. And it's like, you can, it, you can. 
Yeah. Yeah. And the exercise this is what I talked to my clients about too. Very similar. Um, is that it's almost like the, like the doing more, the exercise is almost like a bandaid for like whatever stressful thing you have underlying that. Um, and just like you said, you got to find a few more tools in the toolbox to manage that stress. Because if you're just going for a run or a Peloton ride, you're not really dealing with the stress. So at some point you do need to get like a little bit deeper on that stress and you you'll, you'll see, you don't need to like sweat it out. Not to say that, you know, those endorphins, Orphans and I know you can't say a bad thing about Peloton. <laughs> you don't want to, yeah, right. Yes. Don't say anything bad about Peloton. Nope, nope. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Yep, yep. Um, for the record, guys, I don't hate Peloton. <laughs> I know. I always say, I'm like, I'm not against cardio. It's just right. more is not necessarily always the answer. Mm -hmm. Yep, 100%. So if somebody is kind of stuck in this like all or nothing mindset, when it comes to fitness or food or whatever it is, what advice do you give to them? Oh, this is a good one. So I feel like if, if my clients are struggling with this, I always ask them, like, has it worked? You know, has it worked for you in the past starting over every Monday? Um, I know for myself, because this was my life forever. You know, it was like, I was, you know, prepping for a bikini competition, or I was not, or I was on a diet or off, or I was good, or I was not. And looking back, I mean, I feel like we all have enough experiences to draw upon to say like, oh yeah, well that doesn't actually work because I'm still struggling. I'm still in this, you know, trying to start over and do everything perfectly. And I fall off the wagon every month or week or whatnot. So I think the first the first kind of piece of advice I would give is like, just ask yourself and be honest with the question, like, is it working for you? And I think we can all, most of us can say, no, you know, I, I, I looking, I'm looking for diets, you know, every Sunday night to start on Monday and I'm so good. And then, you know, in, uh, I think a lot of it is just really recognizing and being okay with the fact that you don't have to be perfect. Things don't have to be, you know, hundred percent. You don't have to check off all of the boxes every single day and just being okay with, you know, doing what you can do consistently. Um, I, I think that's really key is just recognizing your past will tell you a lot about what works and what doesn't. And if you're starting the next, the same diet for the fifth time, or, you know, you continually find yourself starting over on Monday or whatever, like it, the approach that you're taking might have to change. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. For sure. And then, you know, for women who, you know, they're just struggling or, you know, what do you think is like holding back most women from getting to their goals? Oh, gosh. I, I, honestly, I feel like a lot of it could just be confusion and overwhelm with all of the things that we see on social media. Like, are you counting macros? Are you doing keto? Are you doing 21 day fix? Um, you know, are you doing these 21 day shreds in in, I, I know that urgency to be like, I just want to get it off and I'll worry about it later type of thing. But I think that looking for a quick fix is kind of the thing that could be holding people back. You know, thinking that somebody else has your answers. You just haven't tried this one thing yet. And, you know, this time's going to be different. It's like, probably not, you know, it's just, and I do, that's why I usually say like, I just want to simplify things because even myself. And I was in this field, like I went to school for this and I still got caught up in like <laughs> Tracy Anderson, like pumping my arms like a bird, like thinking that was going to help. And, you know, falling for a lot of things because marketing is very strong. It's also a bunch of BS, but it, if you can get 
roped into thinking that, you know, it has to be hard or it has to be complex. And if it isn't, you're not working, you know, it's not going to work as well. I, I, I fell into that trap so much. Like it has to be like the, you know, the novelty and, and the complexity and the harder it was like, I'm going to count macros, I'm going to fast, I'm going to like do, you know, it's like, you don't have to do all that. But again, it's hard to say that because I did have to go through all that in order to prove it to myself. So, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's tough because I probably wouldn't have listened to me, um, you know, 10 years ago, I would have tried everything and had to figure it out for myself. So I do think people need to go through their own experiences, but recognizing that, um, it really just doesn't have to be this complicated. And it is a matter of self-trust and just time, like let go of the urgency and the needing to, to get it off now, because typically that will backfire. It might be a couple of weeks, it might be a couple of months, but it usually backfires and losing weight, I honestly don't think is that difficult. I mean, most people can do it really easily. It's learning how to live your life in the way that you see yourself living it for an extended period of time, enjoying it, and then being able to maintain it. That's the hard part. And you just can't skip over those steps without it backfiring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And I think you hit the nail on the head as far as that like urgency piece. And I see that a lot with one-on-one clients is that they just want to lose weight and it kind of like, doesn't matter how they do it. You know what I mean? It's like slashing calories and exercising, but they do add in like way too many things to make it complicated. So they're like, I'm going to intermittent fast and I'm going to carb cycle and I'm going to do all these things. But like the amount of effort and energy that goes into those things, like you can only sustain that for like a week, two weeks, three weeks um, before you just get burnt out on doing all the things. So I love that you really identified, you know, the simplicity piece. Um, So for somebody who, who might be in this situation, like, what do you think are kind of like the foundational, like go-to things to like simplify this journey for people? So if we're talking maybe fat loss or getting or getting stronger consistency in terms of, you know, diet dealing with, you know, say you want to lose weight. I think the easiest thing you can do is just keep a food journal. I mean, I, 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 I it's free. <laughs> it's not that difficult. Yes, it is time, but I think just being aware, increasing your mindfulness around what and how much and when you're eating can be huge. And it's funny, I say this a lot because, you know, people are like, I'll do whatever. And I'm like, I'll just keep a food journal. Like, but that, <laughs> like, I need you to tell me what to eat. And it's like, I know, I know I've been there too, where I just wanted people to be like, just tell me and I can follow it. And I could for certain periods of time, but then something happens, life happens. So I, I really think that in terms of like, losing weight or losing body fat, changing your composition, just having a better relationship with food, you have to figure out what you're doing now and really kind of go inward. Like ask yourself some really good questions. Like, am I hungry? How am I gonna, how does this make me feel? You have, again, I think we repeat our experiences enough to be able to draw upon them. Um, you know, does that third glass of wine always leave you feeling that way? Like, what can you do in that moment? So I do think for food tracking in, uh, whatever way works for you. I, I know that you're a huge fan of macros. I am coming around, but I, that was not, it did not work well for me for a very, very long time, just because of my past relationships with food. Um, but I, I do think just simply keeping a food journal can be, it, again, it's free. It's simple. You don't have to pay anybody. You don't have to follow any rules. You just have to be honest with what you're putting in your mouth and then start to look at that. 
and be like, oh, you know, I'm eating like my kids, you know, grilled cheese crusts or licking the spoon off of the peanut butter. And it's like, those things add up. You don't have to go keto or like, you know, intermittent fast while you're carb cycling and like juggling 15 things in the air to get results. It can be as simple as like, oh, wow, that's interesting. Like, look at how much more I eat on the weekends or look at how much I don't eat on the weekends and how, you know, just, just things like that. And then in terms of fitness, uh, like my whole hashtag just start. I mean, I, I do think people think, well, if I can't get to the gym for five days a week or three days a week or 45 minutes or whatever people tell themselves that they're not even going to try. Um, it honestly, you know, I, I was that person in when my twins were babies, like that wasn't an option. It just wasn't an option. And I wasn't <laughs> motivated. Like, and I still say I'm not motivated. Like, I don't want to come down to my gym. I'm in here now, like by myself, I don't skip down here. Like, yay, let's like work out 40 minutes. But I do know how I feel when I'm done. Um, and I typically never regret like just starting. So one of my mantras when my twins were babies was like, just start. Like you can stop, like no one's saying you have to do a full workout, but you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, 20 minutes. I think that is a huge barrier to a lot of people's consistency is just thinking that they need to do more than what they can actually get done. Mm -hmm. You know, that I always say like the 10 minute workout that you can actually do consistently is going to trump the one that you think you need, but you can't get to, you know? Yeah, for sure. And that's, I always joke with my clients. I'm like, you just got to lower your expectations. Yeah. <laughs> huge. I think it's huge. And that's, again, it's scary. And it, it, I, for some of us, I think it's like, that's not enough. You know, it's, I don't, I don't like resonate with like being a perfectionist, but I can see where that has been the case in terms of fitness and nutrition in the past, where it's like, if I can't do everything perfect, I'm not going to do it at all. If I mess up on the weekend, I might as well just throw in the towel and start over. Like that is aiming for perfection and it's not real life. Like, especially as a mom, I'm like, I just, I had a client ask, you know, she's newly postpartum. I think her baby maybe is eight weeks old. And she's like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And I was like, Hmm. Oh, I know. I, I was like, I, uh, no, I never made weekly goals because I just knew, especially with two babies, that there was so much stuff that could happen. So I was like, if I get in six to eight workouts a month, like I'm going to check that box, mm -hmm. anything more. And I would have disappointed myself. And I think that lowering your expectations can be the, <laughs> the biggest <laughs> kind of like kickstart to your success and your consistency. And once you're consistent, then it's just so much easier to keep the ball rolling, but you keep making these plans, like, you know, that you can keep for a week or two or three and then, you know, we're waiting around to get the perfect time to start or we're not tired or we got it. And it's like, you're going to probably be waiting around forever. And again, I wouldn't have listened to myself 10 years ago. It just, these are things that I've learned as I've had to adapt because of my life, you know, and now I'm like, please listen, <laughs> please just give it a try. But I understand how, you know, I would be like, I would roll my eyes so hard, like that you wouldn't, you know, it, so I get it. I get the, the resistance to it, but, um, I, I do feel like it's, it does work. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And same thing, like in my twenties, even like thirties, even like late thirties, I would not have listened. I, I mean, I definitely went to doctors and chiropractors and, you know, all sorts of practitioners over the years that were like, you need to cut back on your exercise. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, nah, that's, that's not going to work for me that's right now. Like, we don't want to believe it because it is true. Exercise is great, but there is a threshold and you know, there's, there's, everybody's different. 
um, you know, and it's, it's, it is just a hard concept. Like how can doing less be more beneficial? Um, and it just can be <laughs> so much more beneficial. Yeah. And I love, I going back to your just start hashtag. I love that mentality because it's almost, I, I always say it's like the just do it. You know what I mean? Obviously yeah. from Nike, but like the just start. Um, and then also just what you said a second ago is like, you could stop, you know, if it's like not working out for you. And I've definitely had those days. Like I, I'm really into like, you know, our, our menstrual cycles and how our hormones fluctuate and things like that. And there's definitely days where I don't want to do anything and I, you know, just start and I do five minutes of something and I'm like, I'm good. I don't feel like working right. out today, but being okay with that. Cause like, I do think there are certain times where, you know, you just feel like working out, you're ready to do it. And those times that like, you don't really want to even just like giving it, you know, five or 10 minutes just to see how you feel, um, can be just what you need as far as movement and just, you know, feeling a little bit better about yourself, you know, mm -hmm. a whole bit. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't think it has to be like 45 minutes to count, quote unquote, count. Right. So I I love think that. You, can, you know, do the same thing with food. You know, I think that you can, you can have good intentions to eat. Maybe if you're following macros or calories or whatever, it's like, it's okay. If you're hungrier, it's okay. If you're not as hungry. And I think both of those things are a practice, you know, in listening to your body. And I think that when we are stuck in this all or nothing or dieting mentality, it's like, no, I can't eat anymore, regardless of like how hungry I am, because this is what my plan says, or, you know, I'm going to work out even though I am, you know, have got no sleep last night, whatever. And, it, and that is really just going against, you know, our body signals. And I had to relearn a lot of this, you know, just allowing myself to get hungry was something that I didn't do for a very long time. Sounds like so crazy, but you know, when I was competing for bikini competitions, like every two hours, you have to eat every two to three hours to keep your metabolism firing. Like what a load of shit, but, um, but, and I never listened to my body. It was like, oh, it's time. I would just look at the clock, I, you know, regardless of whether or not I was hungry. And I feel like doing these things, like it just, it's a practice to listen to your body. And you are the only one that has that power. You know, we, and, and I think we look elsewhere, like, tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat. How much should I work out? And it's like, oh, I want to, I want help. But you know, it's you, it's your body. You are going through whatever it is you're going through all, you know, sleeping differently, you know, different stressors, different lifestyles. It's like, everybody is really different. And it's important to practice listening to ourselves, I think, instead of like all the noise and all the rules and all the, you know, best quote unquote approaches. Um, Cause you know, I'm a perfect example. Like it, it just might not be the best approach for you. Mm -hmm, mm hmm. Yes. Yes. I love that advice. And that's, I think it's so hard for women to listen to their bodies in that sense. And same thing. I had to live it before I could actually get to this point. Um, because yeah, I mean, diet culture, meal plans, macros, you know, all the things are like telling you what to eat, what to do. And I actually had, um, a conversation over DMs the other day about just this and, you know, my approach to macros. And I love macros because they do give you data for me, like trying to get enough protein. I'm just mm -hmm. 
really hard, man, but I know it's really good for me and it is satisfying. And I've said this out loud, like when I eat enough protein, like my cravings are better, my hunger is better, my things like that. So I don't naturally gravitate towards protein, but it makes me feel better. But at the same time, I was also telling this woman, I'm like, I never hit my macros, like Mm -hmm. ever. I don't think I've ever hit my macros, Mm -hmm. Um, but that's the thing. Cause some days I'm hungry and quote unquote, I'll go over my macros. Some days I'm not as hungry. Some days I'm craving fat. Some days I'm craving carbs. Um, I'm, I do my best to eat intuitively and I just use those macros as a guide. The tool, yeah. And I think if you can use them like that, it took me a long, long time to be able to look at them not as a diet and as a tool and as very educational. Now, like, I think it is very educational that we know, you know, you because you can eat very healthy, but if you're body composition goals, you know, if you have body composition goals, it just might not be enough. And you do have to be very intentional. I think when fat loss is a goal. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, same thing. It's like intuitive eating works well for some doesn't work well for others. And I'm a perfect example of it being very bad for me, say 10 years ago, but now I have a completely different mindset around kind of looking at numbers and not allowing them to dictate, you know, oh, I only have 600 calories left. I better make sure they're good. Or, you know, I ran out of my calories. I can't eat anything. And I think that it is, it's, I think the mindset around it um, really has to shift. And it's hard because I do think a lot of women, myself included for a very long time, instead of, you know, I was always asking everybody else, like everybody else. I was just looking for somebody to tell me what to do. And it's like, you actually have to do it consistently before you can see if it works for you. Um, so I think that that's why a lot of us are out of tune maybe with, and so confused because we're just looking, tell me what to do. Like, what can I follow? And, you know, rules, rules, rules. And it's, that's a hard thing to get out of them. That all or nothing mindset when we're constantly trying to follow something like that's so strict. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's tough. I think, I think everybody, and I still say to my clients, like I still struggle with, you know, I have to kind of, and this has been, I've been working on this stuff for, you know, probably 11 years now. And it's not, you know, people, I think maybe assume that it's easy or I can eat whatever I want. It's like, no, I still have to practice being in maintenance. Like I live in a house with all boys. (laughs) There's so much food here. Um, you know, so it's really kind of a, a continued process of, being mindful and asking myself some questions and knowing that I know myself best. Um, but it like, you know, it, it, it's a process. I think we all have to kind of go through it on our own in order to get to a place where we feel kind of comfortable making our own decisions and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just what you said, I mean, it's, it's a, it's continuous process, you know, things change. And I mean, I just think about, you know, how I thought in my twenties versus my thirties versus my forties. And I think we just need to be okay with that. And I mean, if, you know, Weight Watchers worked for you when you were in your twenties, you know, it might work in your thirties and forties, but if it doesn't work, that's okay. You know, just find something that works for you. Um, And I I do think it takes patience and grace and it sounds like a little cheesy, um, but, you know, not being so hard on yourself when it comes to, you know, your expectations and, you know, how you're eating, if you're eating clean or, you know, whatever you want to call it, because um, yeah, there is like a lot of wiggle room and gray areas and things like that. And I think that's probably the best place to be for a lot. Right. And recognizing that even people who are in this industry, like still struggle, you know, nobody's alone. I don't think in, in their struggles with the all or nothing or kind of trying to feel like they have to do everything perfect. I think we all have been there. 
Um, you know, so I think that's helpful too. Like you can know all the things and still struggle. Like I felt like I knew a good amount about nutrition. It, it doesn't necessarily always mean I'm going to make the best choices. You know, I eat, like I eat like a toddler half the time. Like if you follow me on social media, I'm like, my, my glove compartment in my car has like Swedish fish, peanut M&Ms. Like, you know, it's like, you, I, it's not super clean and you know, having like the red dye and all the, you know, quote unquote bad things. But honestly, I feel like that has helped me not overeat or not binge or not kind of, um, a restriction for me was just never a good thing. You know, somebody tell me I couldn't have anything. And it's like, yeah, I, I can follow that rule until it's the only thing I can think about. And then I'm like elbow deep and make <laughs> a bag of Doritos. Oh gosh. Yes, yes, for sure. So let's switch gears a little bit because I know you're a big fan of kettlebells. So I would love for you to talk a little bit more about why kettlebells are amazing and wonderful and why you love them so much. Yeah. So I'm a huge fan of strength training for women. Again, just going back to my own experiences um, with exercise and how they make me feel and, and things like that. Kettlebells specifically, um, again, because you don't need a ton of them. Um, you can travel with them, but I love the fact that you can get a really great strength and conditioning workout with one good sized bell. I also, I mean, I think most of us know, I bring this up all the time, but most of us know that we begin to lose muscle mass after the age of 30, if we're not doing what we can to preserve it, but we also lose power and at a faster rate. So preserving both muscle and power is you know, the best way to effectively improve our functional capacity and ability to carry out daily activities. And I feel like kettlebells are just ideal for building our power, maintaining our strength or building strength, but without the impact. So, you know, most of my clients are forties, fifties, you know, I have some outliers, you know, thirties and sixties, but, um, I am somebody who I love feeling athletic and feeling like I can move well. And, um, but I've also had <laughs> a lot of surgeries and sometimes just doing endless burpees and jump squats and you know all the jumps just leaves my body feeling not great um and i love that you know just doing a kettlebell swing with a with a decent weight or whatever can you can just check so many boxes um i will say that there is a learning curve and you know you do want to make sure that you're doing them correctly but they are my favorite i feel like just give me one bell <laughs> give me 20 minutes um and you can literally get like mobility strength balance coordination conditioning all in one so i'm a huge fan yeah <laughs> I mean, you just fun yeah, <laughs> no, like for me, and it was the, one of the first things I've had a ton of certifications and experience with a lot of different things in the fitness field, but it was really one of the first things that I looked at as a skill and, um, almost, you know, it was the first thing that where I focused on what my body was doing and what it could do opposed to how it looked, you know, it was like the first, but, and I've done a lot of things like throughout my career, but I just really enjoyed them. And I do think you need to find something that you enjoy. And they were huge for me in terms of um, just wanting to get better, wanting to get stronger, wanting to improve my skills. Um, Cause it was like, every time I showed up, I could, I, I could get a little bit better. I could practice. So it was, it was fun. It was just a different kind of mentality for me using those opposed to like barbells or dumbbells. And I love those things too, but, um, 
I don't know. I feel like kettlebells are still fun. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, it's like, you sold me on it. I feel like I need to give kettlebells more of a chance. Like I've done kettlebells. Obviously I did CrossFit for a million years, but I can't say that I've done like a full kettlebell workout. Although I follow some really cool people on Instagram, including Carrie, Um, but it just, it's, there's so many things you can do and it really is like a full body movement. Um, And there's so much coordination and balance and strength and or yeah yeah i might have to give give kettlebells more of yeah we should do an in-person little um because they are great and i mean so great for your core they're they're just awesome and again i do think there is a a learning curve there um there's you know they sometimes can get a bad rap like they're bad for my back and it's like if if you're doing something incorrectly it doesn't matter if it's uh dumbbells or barbells or sandbags or push-ups like if you are continuously doing anything, any modality with improper or ineffective form, you know, it's, it might not feel good. So I do think learning, you know, the basics, um, how to breathe, how to hold them, you know, can be very, very helpful. Um, cause even myself, like I thought it's funny. I thought that I knew, uh, what I was doing, you know, and I was strength and conditioning specialist and I'm my master's in applied exercise science in, I didn't, it, I, until I met with a certified kettlebell instructor and they were like, um, this is how you do it. I was like, oh, okay. I equate it to, you know, like if you have kids who play like T-ball, like they can go to T-ball and like hit the ball and it kind of looks like baseball. They're kind of doing it, but it's very different compared to like little league, like when they grow up and there's a lot of form and technique involved. It's the same thing with kettlebells. It's like, you can swing them and kind of think like you're doing them right or get a little bit out of it. But until I think you learn the technique behind it, you don't really get it. That's how I was for a long time. I didn't really get it. And then once I learned from somebody who who was certified and went through my own certification, I was like, oh, there's like a lot to this. (laughs) Yes. Well, that's good to know because yeah, I um, you know, did the CrossFit kettlebell swings and, you know, that's one thing. And then I actually learned, um, from somebody who, you know, does kettlebells, how to, um, swing a kettlebell. And it was very different. It felt very, yeah, very different, different, they're different my body. styles too. There's Russian, there's American, there's flow, you know, there's different styles. So I, um, do mostly hard style, but the, the flow stuff looks very fun. I just, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. So I'd have to, I'd have to like find somebody to teach me how to do that stuff, but it does look really amazing um but yeah it's like you know they don't take up a lot of space they you know you need one bell (laughs) you can do a lot with them that's that's um, like all about simple Mm -hmm. um and you can you can do pretty much everything that and body weight they're they go hand in hand um so yeah we'll definitely have to get together to do a a session yeah for sure and then get get coffee (laughs) yeah yes yes (laughs) Um, so for somebody who is interested in trying out kettlebells, perhaps at home, um, do you want to tell us a little bit about Busy Bells 2.0? Yes. So, so Busy Bells 2.0 is, um, one, uh, it's an extension to my original Busy Bells, which is geared towards obviously busy women who don't have the time or desire to spend a lot of time working out. Um, this, the 2.0 version is a little bit uh, longer, a little bit more challenging, volume is a little bit higher. So you would need a little bit of kettlebell experience for that. But I do have um, a five-day workshop where people could learn kind of just the basic skills if they didn't have somebody in their area who was certified where, you know, they couldn't couldn't go and, and um, 
take anything. I have a lot on my Instagram as well. Um, but yes, so at the end of this month, I have that program coming out. Busy Bells was my most popular kettlebell program. I actually have a beginner bells as well for, you know, that really breaks everything down. Um, but this is kind of the next step and it, it's so fun. So I'm doing a beta test now where people are going through just similar to you did with, with yours, just to kind of get an, a, a few more people to go through it. I feel like I've had my classes, try them out in my clients, but I do think they might be biased. <laughs> so I'm like, I need it outside um, people to kind of give me their feedback. And so far the feedback has been amazing. Um, it's, it's going to be a eight week program. Um, so just enough to kind of wrap your mind around it. Um, you know, progressive where you can definitely improve your skill and your strength. Um, it's, 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 it's going to be fun. It's been fun. Uh, I've been working on it for a million years. And so I'm <laughs> like so excited to be done with it, but I'm also excited to get people to finish out the testing part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. I know the feeling. And that's the thing you put like all this energy and time into a program and then you like release it out into the world and you're like, I hope everybody loves it. Yep, uh, it's, it's like a really weird, but exciting feeling. I know. And I'm like, just tell me you love it. Like, get me, you know, it's like, I need that affirmation with these beta testers. Mm -hmm. um, like, is it good? Is it good enough? Is this okay? You know, I got to let go of that a little bit, but so far, so good. People have really enjoyed it. And we have all different, you know, there's people who haven't really been using kettlebells. People are using just like 15 pounds. People are using like 40 pounds. So there's um, definitely a range in there. And the workouts, you know, the feedback that I have gotten is like, it's so simple and easy to follow. Um, you know, because myself, I personally like hate having to like click on a thousand links and like learn a new exercise every single time I work out. I just want to like get in and get out. Um, and that is literally what I'm trying to do. Like just I don't want people to be like searching on Instagram for a random workout or, you know, trying to piece together some things that they loved from class. Just like here, this is what you're doing. Go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I totally, totally get that and totally need that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There sometimes. No, uh, it's like yeah. Trying to figure out what you're going to do is worse in the workout sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, this has been awesome. It's been so great chatting with you on this episode. So where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, I am at Carrie Manti. Um, Facebook, same place. And I think that's where really all I am at these days. No podcasts, except for guests. Um, but yeah, I've been doing a ton of reels. So go check those out. They've been making the, making the rounds and the internet is hilarious. I mean, you must get this because you have such a large following, but like, holy cow, some of the comments I'm like, oh, you're really spending a lot of time like commenting on this, but it's been, it's been really fun. So Instagram is probably where I hang out the most. Um, but you can find me on Facebook as well. Yeah. I was actually going to give a shout out to your reels because they're so good. Like they just like get to the point they're funny. And then, I, like, um, I, think I missed my calling. I should have been on like general. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I was going to say, I actually reached out to Carrie and I was like, I need some inspiration for doing reels. And I've only done a couple, but I, and I, I was like, like just, start. just, do it. <laughs> just start. And I did, I did. I put together yep. a couple of workout ones, but very proud of you. ideas, few ideas moving forward, but yeah, yeah. reels are like the new thing. So it's so funny. <laughs> I know. Um, well, awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It was great chatting. And Thank yeah, thanks for tuning into this episode. Awesome. Thanks so much.